Well, hello there and welcome back to the podcast. Now, this episode is going to be a little bit different. I thought it would be fun to have my friend Haley back on the show. Um, We did an interview, when was this? Probably like six months ago. We'll link it in the show notes. It was a proper report, P&L, all about Haley's business. Um, On this episode, we are doing kind of a a demo on the contract club. You don't already know about the contract club. You need to know about the contract club. It's all the contracts you need all in one place, all for one price. Just pay the cover and you're in for life. That is our tagline. It's $30. We have dozens and dozens of templates in there. You can learn more at notavglaw.com forward slash club. Uh, and you can see from this episode how easy it is to whip your contract together once you are a member of the club. Okay, Haley, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Are you feeling at all um, nervous because I literally asked you to get on this podcast like a half an hour ago, or are you just ready to rock and roll? A little bit of both. I was nervous because I always get nervous before getting on like calls for stuff like this. And then I was like, wait, I'm literally coming on this because I don't know what to do. So I can't, I can't fuck it up. (laughs) Well, I think you've been following me enough to like, we've been friends long enough for you to probably know that I'm just a fly by the seat of my pants kind of person. So (laughs) yes. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I posted in a Facebook group, like in my in the Braden's Besties group, like just like an hour or so ago, and was like, who needs help with the contract? And those of you commenting didn't know that I was going to ask you to come on the podcast and record live while we actually worked on your contract. But um, I knew you would be on board. So I asked you to come on. So Haley, just tell us quickly. So I don't even know. We didn't even talk about this in the pre-interview. I thought it'd be really fun. (laughs) When I get on like a client call, this is what we do. I'm like, what are we creating? We just bust it out. So Haley, what kind of contract are we creating? Yeah. So my primary one-on-one services are marketing strategy and marketing copy for other service providers. Um, And I recently actually had an issue where a client did not like my contract and they basically wanted me to use their contract instead. And and ultimately I was like, no, and we didn't do the project. Um, But I felt like it was about time. I felt a little more confident about my project or about my contract. So I don't have to do so much back and forth. Um, So basically a contract for marketing strategy and um, like opt-in copy and things like that is primarily what I do. Okay. So is this going to be like a project-based contract or is it out? Like, how do you charge? Do you charge per project per hour? Uh, per month either, or what? I either do projects or retainers based on hours. Okay. So, um, so this would this would be project. Okay. So ideally. let's do it. We're going to do a project-based co- contract. Okay. So project-based contract. So what I'm going to do, everyone, is um, Haley and I on this Zoom call that we're recording on, I'm going to do a screen share. I'm going to have a link in the show notes for you all to actually go watch this video because I don't know how engaging of a podcast this will be, to be honest, <laughs> because... Well, I'm going to try my best to talk through it. So a lot of the time when I'm writing a contract, I wouldn't be like literally reading what we're typing because, you know, we don't need to do that. But because this is going to be an audio based thing, I will do so. But if you all want to see what I'm doing, you can go download that. Um, Haley, do you have the contract club? I do. Yes. Okay, great. So you have you I'm assuming you haven't gone through it to create your contract then yet. Well, so I have. That's the thing is my contract is based on stuff from the contract club. Uh And like, I feel confident about it. And then a client will ask me a question. And I'm like, 
it's more likely that I fucked this up than, <laughs> than not. So I do have the contract club and I felt really good about it until I had this one client experience. And then I was like, Oh, it's probably, it's not. probably, you know what? It's probably just the one client. Yeah, um, I've had but, a couple questions though. So, okay. Well, for, I was going to say for the purposes of this podcast, we're just going to kind of create it from scratch basically. Yeah. Okay. So let's screen share. You can see I have a Google doc here open with, I just took like a couple of notes, but we're going to put your contract below this. So we're in the contract club. We're going to start with part one. So we go module 1A, service-based client contracts. Part one is the intro. So if folks join the contract club, they're going to go to this. They're going to watch this um, a nine-minute video with the intro. Click on this Google Doc to get the intro terms. And then we're going to copy and paste this um into your contract. Now you are not doing an event-based contract. So we're going to use option number two because events, mm -hmm. you know, it's for like wedding, wedding, corporate events, those kind of things. Um, we're going to delete the headings. And then we have this contract is for what would you say, Haley? Marketing strategy services? Yeah. yeah, I would say marketing strategy. Okay. Strategy services between um, would you want to call yourself consultant? Sure. Company. Let's just say company because it's okay. going to be the default <laughs> anyway. Um, what's your legal business name? Uh, Haley E. Johnson, LLC. Haley E. Only no middle Y. Oh, well, A-J-L-E-Y. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Haley E. Johnson, LLC. Okay. Um, great, 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 great condition should all be fine. And then what we're going to do is we're going to go in here and we're going to grab our scope of services term, right? So this is part two. So click to open our scope of services. And now we have, do you typically give a proposal or do you outline the services directly in your contract? Um, sometimes I do both usually I just do I outline the services in an email and then they say yep and I send the contract okay so in that case I would just like copy and paste what you have in the email into the contract okay. and then we would do so we do this option right so option two so we'll just paste all of this in and then we'll delete we'll delete this and we're going to delete you know the way I do it in the contract club, for those of you listening, is any of the headings that are highlighted in blue, you're supposed to delete, right? So this you'll delete. And um, company, client hires company to provide marketing consulting services to client. And you can edit that, Haley, later if you're mm -hmm. doing like more copy-based stuff. Okay. Does it matter, like, as long as the project is outlined if I call it marketing consulting or copy or whatever like should I have to update that per project or can that stay pretty much the same um it can stay pretty much the same as long as it's like general enough right because okay. like copy is marketing services exactly really. yeah okay so you're going to do project-based work how do you how do you typically charge so are you taking a deposit when you do that or do you take all the money up front um, so usually I do, I'll just send them a Thrivecart link and then they can either pick pay in full 50-50 or a payment plan. Um, so it kind of depends. Is that bad? Well, it's not bad. Well, it's just tough because you want the contract, you want the contract to actually 
be specific to what what they're what they're doing right okay then I guess it would be a deposit and then um payment plan okay is that yeah the other thing you can do is for a lot like all my thrive card stuff I have a different contract template in each thrive card checkout okay so if they do full pay it's one contract if they do like 50 50 then I just clone the contract and like edit those relevant provisions okay okay I can do that so you can do it that way. All right. But let's do, you're going to do, what are you doing? 50%? Is it two payments of 50%? Yeah, I feel like that's a good base option. Okay. And then I can change it when I need to change it. Because that's what people typically do. Okay, great. So people, when you're in the contract club, you'll see we have, what do we have? 11 pages of like various payment turn options. So we're going to choose this paragraph, um, which is 50-50 payments. And then... We're going to call this paragraph three payment. And then I'm going to get this highlighting off of here because that's going to drive me bananas. All right. <laughs> then we'll paste this in here. So client agrees to pay company a flat fee of blank dollars for company services under this agreement. Um, And then we would just want to, you're not really invoicing them, right? Because they're going straight to a checkout cart. Right. Right. So we can probably just um, delete that. Client agrees to make, uh, agrees to pay. We'll just say make all payments, make mm -hmm. all payments by debit and credit card. Because if you're using like a Thrive Cart checkout, you don't want to like dick around with checks and cash and stuff. Right. right? Okay. So client agrees to pay company an amount equal to 50% of the flat fee before company begins providing the services under this agreement. You have no obligation to perform them until you've been paid. Company um, will, so instead of invoice, we'll say company will send, send client a payment link for the remaining balance via company's payment processor. Mm-hmm processor client agrees to pay this invoice by debit or credit card within seven days from the date client receives the payment link does that sound good yeah that's perfect okay great so we have our payment term easy peasy i need to change that one so it opens to a new tab payment extras we're going to go in here and then we have method of payment we don't need a address because we already have that in your payment terms Mm -hmm. Late? Do you need to put a late fees provision in your contract? I don't think so because once they pay that first one, it just auto charges for the rest. So that oh, hasn't great. been an issue. So I don't think I need that. Okay, cool. I we're gonna change this too. It pays the initial fee called for under paragraph now three. Okay, all right. So cancellation. Um, what about a cancellation agreement? That's tough because I haven't had to face it yet. Um, I mean, if they've put down a deposit, that's non-refundable. Is that already kind of? Yeah, because I mean, they're not getting their money back, right? So mm -hmm. I would probably do. Um, but 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 but. Yeah, so let's, okay. 
Yeah, I think I would just say if they cancel, they don't get their deposit back. Okay, so paragraph four, cancellation. And then which paragraph would we want? Um, so we would want this one. Mm -hmm. We just need to tweak the language because we're not using a booking fee for you. Client understands that the, uh, we'll say initial payment mm -hmm. of 50% is non-refundable for any reason. I mean, we honestly, we just cut it there. Yeah. Okay, great. Easy peasy. All right. So we have postponement. You don't really need to deal with because that's more for events. Well, I did actually want to ask. I had something in my um, doc that I wanted to ask about was like, um, if the client does like push their project or change the date or need to reschedule, is there like... I kind of wanted to add like a killer rescheduling fee or something like that. Is that overkill or? No, you can. Are you, do you, do you have like project start dates for your clients? Yeah. So a lot of times what will happen is I'll have a project start date and then the client will kind of like ghost in the middle. And I like to have really tight turnarounds on all of my projects. So it's mm -hmm. like, we do this in a week or we do this in two weeks and it's very specific. But if a client like drops off the face of the earth and like doesn't mm -hmm. respond to anything for two weeks, then it's like, well, in my calendar and like all of my life, your project is over, but we've really got like two thirds of it left. Yeah. Um, so I know I was talking to a friend who has like a project like restart fee for if like more than two weeks goes without any like response from client. And that's something that I've been wanting to add to my contracts, but I just didn't know how without being like a jerk about it. No, you can do that. We've done that. I've done that. I think for a copywriter recently, I don't have a provision for that in this document, but what I okay. would do, we're not going to do it like live on the podcast because it's going to take too long. Right. But I would just outline the project timeline. So essentially you want to say, and the tricky thing about this is you would just need to tweak it like for each client, right? Mm -hmm. So project will start on this date. Like you need prompt communication. Uh, turnaround will be on this day. If client's non-responsive for, you know, X number of days and we have to pause the project, then we'll have a restart fee of X amount of dollars. Okay. Okay, cool. But, 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 okay. The fun sound effects are probably really fun <laughs> on the podcast. It's me just filling airtime. All right, additionals. We're going to have, click here for additionals, expenses and additional costs. You're probably not going to need that, most likely. Mm -hmm. Travel fees, no. Uh, additional, we always, we typically always have additional services. So, mm -hmm. um, I would probably just do this general paragraph for you. So should client ask for any additional, additional services not included, basically you're just going to provide them a quote at that okay. point in time, which is super simple. So if they request anything that's not already considered in paragraph two, you'll provide them a quote for such things. Do they need a new contract then, or do you just like provide the quote, agree upon it, and like? Yeah, if it's it if it's like if they're basically doubling their project, then you can do you know you can do two things. You can either um send them a new contract for a new scope of service, 
or you can send a new contract that cancels the previous contract. Okay. If it's like with my graphic designer, I'll ask her, I'm like, hey, can you make these 10 icons for me? Like for, you know, whatever. And then I'm like, oh, hey, I I came up with two more. Do you mind doing these? And she's like, yeah, not a problem. She's charges me hourly. She's not going to send me a new contract for that. Gotcha. Um, For those minor things, if it's like, you know, worst, worst case scenario, if you end up having an issue, you have it documented, you know, in writing and via the email back and forth. Okay. Yeah. All right. So additionals are done. Payment extras are done. Now we're in part six of the contract club module one industry specials. So this is where um, we're not going to do this live on the call either, but you can scroll through. You've already done this, Haley. You've already created your contract. So. so I actually realized as we're going through this that I thought I did all of this. I don't know where my contract came from, but it certainly wasn't here. So I'm definitely <laughs> going to go and go through the rest of this um, again, Yeah, because I mean, look I at this. This document yeah. has 34 pages worth of contract terms in it. So this is why y'all got to not scolding you, Haley, but telling everyone else listening, <laughs> you got to watch all the videos in the contract club. You got to watch the videos because the videos will tell you what to do. But a lot of it, people also get in here and they get overwhelmed because they're like, oh, Jesus Christ, this one Google Doc has 34 pages worth of terms. But you can see like these three pages are all related to photographers. So obviously you don't need a paragraph in your contract about photo editing or storage right. of photo files or anything like that. Um Additional terms for boudoir photographers. We have a provision here that client warrants that they are at least 21 years of age, right? Because this is important when we're talking about taking photos of people who are not fully clothed. Um, saying that this one was a specific request. We have a paragraph in here um, that the client understands that the photographer will not be shooting any pornography. Like they're not taking any like <laughs> pornography photos. So a lot of very, very specific stuff that most people won't need. But that's the nice thing. You can scroll through here and you might find something that's like, oh, that's really smart. I really need that. I'm going to put that in my contract that you may not have thought of before. So we have part seven then, which is the legalese maybe. So these are legalese are these are all the terms at the end of the, your contract um, that typically people will just scan over. So these Haley... They're called maybes because maybe you need them, maybe you don't. It's kind of mm -hmm. dependent. But then part eight, we have legalese must-haves, which are the provisions that <clears throat> you most definitely probably will want to have. So you can scroll through these as well and copy and paste them in your document. And then we have, you know, our lessons on doing your contract audit. And that's just, you know, one of our six modules in the contract club. Okay, so you feel good about the base. I mean, the base of your contract template, this is really very pretty simple, right? Yeah, I have a question about one of the legalese maybes if yes. there's time if we can dive into that. Um, so it was the the copyright and um Oh right, right. Yeah. Copyright. Yeah. So this copyright one. ownership and permitted use. I get questions about those two in my contract literally every single time I send it out. And uh -huh. I don't know if I'm like putting in things that are overly aggressive or if I'm just working with people who don't understand, but I just like don't know what, yeah, <laughs> what it's so supposed to be. This is a good question because the type of work that you're doing, it would 
be odd. And if I were signing your contract, I would object to you owning the copyright of the work that's created. Okay. So if the clients are questioning that, that's reasonable. Um, typically, so this is in here really for like photographers. They want to own the copyright when they take photos. They're granting you a license to use it. Mm -hmm. So this depends on the type of worker created and you're doing and also industry standards. So when I hire a copywriter to write like the sales page content for my program, I want to own the copyright. I don't want mm -hmm. them to be able to, to then go use that copy like other places. Does that make sense? Right. I guess I had the copyright ownership as mine so that the client couldn't stop me from using it as like portfolio work that was kind of my understanding yeah um we have then, a different we have a different provision for that okay and yeah. then kind of similarly with the IP because I work with a lot of like coaches or people who have like coaching arms of their business is like I don't want them to take the marketing materials that they're hiring me to create for them to then use them as a resource in their programs and be like selling them essentially. Yes. And so is that like where the license can come in that way or is this just like I don't know what I'm talking about with my No, contacts. you do. You just, we're talking about, we're talking about multiple things here. Mm -hmm. um, so you just need to differentiate between that, right? Okay. So when I say multiple things, we're talking about co the copyright of stuff that you write for them versus mm -hmm. the copyright of resources and materials you provide to them that's supplemental to the project. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. So if I like, so for example, if you join Unfuck Your Biz and as part of the program, we're going to draft your contract. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say that I own the copyright for the contract we're drafting for you because you need to be able to like go send it out. That's mm -hmm. a bad example because contracts don't really operate like other things, but I still would have a different paragraph that would say that I, I do own the copyright to all of the videos, guides and everything in Unfuck Your Biz. Mm -hmm. So those would be two different things. So I would just create a copyright. Actually, Haley, for you, go into the module for course creators and mm -hmm. just pull the copyright language for the from the course or membership terms, because that's okay. going to be more applicable to the type of content you're talking about. And then I would just define it that way. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm still a little bit confused with like some of the like an example that I've used before is like I created a quiz for a real estate company uh -huh. and like they can use that quiz for whatever they want, but they can't take that quiz and turn it into a template to sell to other real estate companies. Like, right. How do I include that language? Like, or is that something that's not really within my right to do? No, you can. So that that's essentially you're granting them a license then. So this is why right. copyright gets really complicated. Um, what you're talking about would be creating derivative works. So you mm -hmm. want to grant them a license to use that quiz for the purposes it's intended to be used, but they don't have the right. Essentially, I would frame it as they don't have the right to create derivative works off of that quiz and then resell it to third parties. Okay. And then they would still have the copyright for themselves otherwise. Right. And okay. this is where things get a little complicated, um, or I could say a lot complicated. 
I don't typically encourage people to get too creative with copyright related language via the contract club or just on their own because mm -hmm. there's a lot of loaded legal jargon and you can just mess it up pretty quickly. So if people have yeah. a lot of copyright concerns, I always recommend that they work with us one-on-one -on -one to more custom draft those provisions. It's certainly on my to-do list. <laughs> I just need more money. <laughs> yeah, that was more of like a disclaimer for everyone listening. So I don't I want know. them to like listen to this big copyright <laughs> conversation and then go and draft like a page worth of copyright, you know, content in their contracts. Right. No, that totally makes sense. It's something that I definitely know is out of my wheelhouse. And I definitely know I want to bring someone on to like customly do it for me. Yeah. Um, but in the well, meantime, is... I'm trying to bridge that gap. Yeah, <laughs> and this was a I... great opportunity for that. I get that. But for, for other folks listening, um, Haley, this can be a sales pitch if you want it to be, but more so for other people listening, <laughs> this is the type of stuff we do all the time in our legal subscription. So our legal subscription is $200 a month which makes a lot of sense for, I mean, really a lot of business owners, but a lot of our legal membership people are six-figure business owners. And anytime they need to tweak a contract, they create a new program, they bring on a new client, they're signing contracts with third parties, they just send it to us. Um, and we'll create their base contract, kind of like we've done on this podcast, but then they'll say like, hey, Brayden, I have these kind of copyright questions. Can we just massage those paragraphs? And we do that, which is um, really what that kind of program is designed for, among other things. Yeah. And it should be a sales pitch because like I want to do it. <laughs> it's All right. Just not, well, yeah. you know, you know, you know how to contact me when you I do. do <laughs> um all right, Haley. Well, this was super helpful. If you have any more questions for me, you can of course just message me or post in the Facebook group. Um, but thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was beyond helpful. Beautiful. Hey there, before you go, I wanted to give a quick thanks. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. If you loved it, I would love for you to take a screenshot of the episode or snap a quick selfie while you are listening. Share it on social and give me a tag. It'll help other kick-ass entrepreneurs like yourself find the show. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Meanwhile, let's roll up our sleeves and unfuck that biz.